The Retrogasmic Podcast is brought to you by Rosemary.nz, a one-woman business that designs and makes beautiful hot rod, rock and roll, and Kiwi Aina-themed men's shirts. Hop on to Rosemary.nz and see the vast selection of fabric choices and designs. That's Rosemary.nz. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. I feel retrogasmic. 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 We're the locks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Retrogasmic Podcast. I am your happy host, Dee Dee Deluxe, and today we are looking at surf music.
And that catchy little number was Flight of the Surf Guitar by the Atlantics, an, an Aussie surf band who got their first hit, uh, Bombora, in 1963. The guitarist Martin Cilia is still going strong and records stuff under his own name, and they've got a great website, theatlantics.com, if you want to check them out. So surf music was uh, around from kind of 1961 to 64, 65, and existed in two major forms. You had the close harmony vocal groups like, of course, the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean, and that was my phone going in the background, ignore that. And also the kind of the reverby, electric guitar, twangy, instrumental Dick Dale stuff. And today we are looking at the latter. We are looking at the classic instrumental surf music. We've got a fantastic interview with the New Zealand's premier surf band, the Bull Kelp Surfers, with Anthony. And uh, we're going to be playing some absolutely fantastic music. Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. So instrumental surf music as we know it really kicked off in 1961 when Dick Dale released a song called Let's Go Trippin'. He took the existing instrumental rock sound that was around and he added in Middle Eastern and Latino and Mexican influences and of course he covered everything in that huge spring reverb which gave everything the sense of space and kind of made you feel like you were you know, out on the coastline. Um, also his rapid picking and um, kind of uh, almost like hillbilly style over the top of this gave it a real kind of unique thing and that's what kicked off the surf music style if you like so here is uh, Dick himself from 1961 let's go tripping
So surf music has a, a real particular sound. A lot of this came from uh, the instruments of choice, which tended to be uh, Fender Stratocaster, Jaguar, Jazzmasters, the Dan Electro. So basically single coil pickup guitars, which have a, a high kind of more trebly sound that cuts through that with all that reverb. Um, also use of the, the, the trem bar, the whammy bar to bend the notes to get that kind of sweeping wavy sound. So Dick Dale jumped onto the instrumental rock scene that already existed, bands like Link Ray and The Ventures and Dwayne Eddy already being very successful and he had his own, his own kind of twist to it. He had a Lebanese uncle that um, introduced him to Arabic music and you can hear that in his playing. There were a few other bands came out of the scene. Uh, that whole um, rendezvous ballroom in Balboa, California was the kind of the, the centre of the centre of the scene at the time and there were bands like the Bel Airs and the Challengers and the Shantays. So um, I think we're going to play uh, a song by the Shantays now that I'm pretty sure that everyone will know. This is called Pipeline. Other bands around at the time that were making this fantastic sound included, of course, the Safaris. Um, everybody will know Wipeout with the kind of, you know, that drum beat, uh, <laughs> which I can't do. Um, actually, uh, side note, if you hop onto YouTube, there's a fantastic black and white 
bit of um, film footage of them playing live in Japan uh, sometime in the late 60s, I think, doing Wipeout. And it's got about 15 drum solos and it's absolutely magnificent. Um, I'm going to play you a, another one of their hits, slightly lesser known, but this is a great song. This is called Point Panic from 1963, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have on the line Ants Carey from the Bull Kelp Surfers. Hello, Ant. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Ah, oh, pleasure. So, um, what have you been up to today in this, uh, this lovely midwinter, freezing cold but slightly sunny day? Well, believe it or not, I slipped into a rubber sp- suit this morning and um, <laughs> went for a uh, went for a surf at, at Sandy Bay and and was joined by by two orca. You're joking? Cool. No, no, I'm not joking. The full I saw them coming out the distance. And um, yeah, yeah, two two pretty large looking sea mammals. So um, yeah, it was did a you great just t- turn tail and kind of hit hit the shore as quickly as possible, or or is that fa- a fairly safe situation? Sounds terrifying. No, I came at them. I came at them because you know there's localism up here. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got we've got uh, the guitarist from a, a surf band who surfs. So so far so good. Yeah, I think that actually may even be a rarity in the genre too. From what yeah. I understand. yeah, well, I'm not sure Dick Dale was a surfer, was he? I mean, we uh, we 30 seconds in and we've mentioned Dick Dale, but oh, he certainly isn't now. No, no, but uh, was he a surfer back in the day? Even 
Who knows? Don't know. I, question. Remember, remember seeing somewhere that he had a, a dodgy knee or something? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm not sure where he surfed or not. Ah. It'll be worthwhile finding out. Anyway. He the guitar. Move, move, <laughs> moving on swiftly. Um, why, why surf rock? Yeah, well, I mean, as a as as a band, we sort of um, we stumbled upon it. Really, thought um, we'd try something different. We'd all played in various uh, bands before, vocal and otherwise. Um, and uh, as a bit of a guitar collector and a tinkerer, I was always drawn towards the aesthetic of the offset fenders and and uh, that sort of um, sort of instrument. So I kind of had a couple of them hanging around. And and being a surfer, I was really loving watching the old surf movies and um sure. yeah, we were just playing around one night and started jamming on on the guitars and played some uh, some of the theme music from endless summer and it, it kind of just grew from there so uh we, we have to explain something in new zealand if you're playing in a live band audiences expect you to play at least three hours somewhere sometimes i expect you to play for four hours now i've played all over the world and it's an exception normally you know, in Europe, it's basically two one-hour sets. How do you play three hours of instrumental music? I mean, you guys are good, but how do you keep it interesting? How do you keep the audience engaged? Yeah, no, that's it's a it's a good question, and it is hard work. I think physically and mentally, um, but we really rely on the instruments telling the story, and um, and so we try and do a little bit of chat with the audience and and talk about the background of each song and, and the sort of sounds that you can hear. Um, uh, we do a little bit of uh, ad hoc choreography, I guess you could call it, um, <laughs> and, and we like to sort of dress the parts. So we, we'd kind of get the uh, get the '60s uh, look going on with some thin black ties and the turquoise shirts, fezzes, and other sorts of paraphernalia. Uh, we love the fezzes; they're fantastic. My, I, mine got stood on, so it's a, it's a shocking state of affairs. But, oh, well, um, we we know an excellent fez manufacturer. We can, really? hook, we can hook you up. Yeah, there's a guy in the South Island who's an absolute legend who has made Hetty a leopard skin fez. I was, in fact, I was wearing it whilst recording the show the other week. I, I, I wonder if, are they, do they go by the name of a thespian? That's a very good joke. I can mm. hear people all around the world holding <laughs> onto this side. <laughs> Jeez, that's terrible. No, Stuart, if you're listening, Stuart, and I know you probably are, um, we, it sounds like we have a Fez emergency. So if you hear <laughs> sirens in a while, it'll be him turning up. You'll be fine. Well, if we get any more of them, we'll have an infestation. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> okay. Look, uh, before, um, yeah. So, um, before, yeah. It, I didn't realise, I mean, we were talking earlier, I didn't realise that there is actually a a small burgeoning surf scene over here. Uh, I mean, obviously, we do all the, the vintage stuff. Um, so we, we play all the car shows and, and um, the pin-up competitions, and we've seen you at quite a few of those things, of course. Mm. But I didn't realise there's actually um, a handful of other surf bands. I thought it was just you guys. Yeah, no, no, there's 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 a few bands rattling around. Um, yeah, there's the Hollow Grinders, and the Cthulhu, um, mm-hmm. and also the Rad Tones and Nelson. In fact, we're, we're playing alongside a couple of the surf bands at a Dickdale tribute show uh, next month in uh, Whammy Bar. So that'll be worth what, getting what's on. The, to see what's the date of that? Give that a plug. Uh, 13th of July. 13th of July. Oh, yeah. 
I was about to say we'll come along, but we are we're playing the Taupo Winter Festival that day. So, we'll... so if you want a real orientation to surf music, um, you know, then that would be the night to come to. And the Whammy Bar is a great venue, right in the middle of town, underneath okay. the, underneath the road is a proper old school down some stairs into a dark room kind of thing, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you play mainly covers, from what I can remember, but I do. Uh, I do know you've got a couple of your own um, your own yeah. compositions. Um, any plans to release anything soon? Well, we're, we're sort of we've slowly been tinkering along with uh, an EP that we would like to title "Kelp," um, which as in, will as in "Help" by the Beatles. Exactly, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which will feature a couple of our songs. The the um, the Ride of the Manatees and Piha Pipeline, so we're trying to do a few local kind of themed things to it. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, we've we've got some interesting ideas and trying to mix in a little bit of exoticism and some of the um, uh, you know Eastern type flavors that you hear through some of the surf music in there. A bit quirkier, a bit darker, maybe a bit of spy noir feel to it. Cool. If you will. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, it's always a lot of fun to work on original stuff. But yeah, as you point out, our bread and butter is, is a lot of the, the covers, and and I think one of the strengths of the well, the things that keeps the instrumental thing moving along is there is the music itself is is different, but yet threads of it are familiar enough to people that they prick their ears up, they'll recognise something from from uh, you know a science fiction movie or a surf movie or something yeah, like that. For sure. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's let's play. I I'm very lucky that I managed to twist the arm of. Uh, Ben in your band, who's yeah. I know does a lot of the kind of mixing and the the uh, behind well, the desk stuff. We call them, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what What would you like to play, people? First, these, obviously these these aren't the finished release ones, but the, these are kind of in in uh, in production demos. But they sound great to me. Uh, Piha Pipeline, or yeah, Rise let's have of... a listen to let's have a listen to Piha Pipeline. That's got a classic surf sound to it. That sort of um... Nanga 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 run down Dickdale kind of thing. So yeah, that'd be a good way to start. Beautiful. Okay, so this is uh, bulk up surfers with Piha Pipeline. <laughs>
Fantastic stuff. Um, Ant, tell me a little bit about the, the guys in the band. Well, we've got, um, uh, well, we'll start with Ben then. We've, we've got Ben or Dr. Benson Honeydew, who's, who's, uh, really the, the, uh, brains of the recording and sound and, and running snaky cables around the, the stage and, and plugging things in. He, he works in sound engineering and recording. Yeah, he's got quite a rep in oh, Auckland as yeah. being a good engineer for sure. Um, and uh, he's also a, a, a fanatic when it comes to tinkering, tinkering with guitars and pickups, and plays a, an old brown uh, beaten up Gretsch um, that's actually rumoured to be full of live sin enemies. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I guess it's distinctive sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have um, uh, Glenn One because there's two Glens and we use a numerical system. Yeah. I'll explain it to you. There's Glen One and um, the other Glen we call Glen Two. Ah, oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have then their, 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 their um, from that? Yeah. Is there a numbers painted on their foreheads in enamel paint or something like that? Or yeah, that's right. We actually branded them because oh, okay. the paint kept coming off. Better safe than sir. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me yeah. about uh, Glen One. Uh, Glen One, Glen One um, is a, is a another. Well, most of the band is from West Auckland. So he's he's out in West Auckland as well, um, and uh, he's he surfs. He's a keen paddleboarder and and uh, a wakeboarder. So he gets out on the water uh, fair bit as well. Um, works with uh, road marking teams, and so yeah, he's he's the bass player. He uh, plays a lovely old Fender P bass and likes to uh, rattle the house with that. We're always encouraging him to play louder. He, he never really wants to, to turn himself up enough, so he needs a bit of coaxing sometimes a to get him up. A player that needs turning up. Yeah, absolutely, frequently turning up. That had to be one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have um, Carl, or Carlosis, who's, who's eight feet tall. Mm. Um, it looks like a daddy long-legged spider behind the drum kit. Uh, and he's actually a, a, an old, old friend of mine. We went to school together since the age of five, um, played in various bands over our, our lifetimes. And, um, he lives uh, in Auckland also, um, in Paramarima, not in prison. Yeah. Um, but, you know, well, not always anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then myself, I, I've recently moved up to the, the north, up in Tutukaka, but still um, get down for, for practices and gigs. Um, and yeah, just living in on the coast up here, and beautiful. Yeah, so, so living living the dream, living the dream, <coughs> salty dream. Excuse me. Sure. Um, I want to hear something else. Um, we heard PR. Let's listen to Ride of the Manatees. Do you want to give us a bit of a kind of background to this one? Yeah. So we kind of tried to bring a little bit of spaghetti western into this, and um, we thought, well, you know, of a of a if a surfing sea cowboy was was riding on anything, it would be you know riding perhaps a manatee. Like a seahorse just felt too small. Um, uh, you need a lot of seahorses. Yeah. So whereas one manatee should you know. So so we've kind of done a, a spaghetti western style surf manatee kind of song, which you know there's a few of them out there, but this is our version. Okay, so this is all cow <laughs> surfers with. Uh... Ride of the Manatees. (laughs) 
Wonderful stuff. Okay, my friend, how did you personally get into the whole uh, surf rock scene? What what, what kind of uh, made you suddenly think, hang on, this is something I, I want to do personally? Yeah, I've always been drawn towards that, that sort of uh, clean, tubular sound of, of single-coil uh, Fender guitars and Fender amplifiers, and I was mucking around with building um, various types of reverb, and I stumbled across the 615 type reverb, which is the classic Fender spring reverb sound, yep. and I built myself a tank. And um, then I was thinking, well, I'm playing around with this. This sounds. Why does this sound so familiar to me? And uh, it really just evoked the sound of the sea and surfing, which I, which I love. And then I really delved into. Um, you know the the discography of surf music and and brought it to the guys and we got together and started playing some stuff and straight away we f- we found that as a group we kind of could produce um, a really high fidelity version of that early sixties South Californian West Coast surf sound and and yeah it was a great kind of breakthrough and it was such a different thing for us to be doing compared to the sort of bands we'd done um, previously. And we found that people responded really well to it. I think you guys have got a, a really good take on it because it still sounds authentic. You, you, there's no doubt in anyone's mind what you're doing straight away. You make it fun, but there's definitely a kind of a Kiwiana twist to it, which not yeah. only does the local crowd like, but I think we'll, as, as more people find out about you guys, I think um, we'll, we'll, you know, people would appreciate the, the, the salt and pepper on it, if you like, you know? Yeah, oh, that's good to yeah, good to hear. Thanks for that. So, if if you were going to, uh, you know, if you were trapped in a lift with someone and <laughs> and you were going to recommend some stuff for them to listen to, to to kind of give them a, an overview of uh, of surf music, what would you recommend they listen to? Well, I reckon um, what I what I'd what I'd say is that surf music started in those early early sixties, um, around sixty two, and so you'd need to listen to some of the fundamental early bands. And so that would be the Shantays, the Ventures, Dick Dale, the Safaris. Um, but what I would really encourage people to do is to listen to some of the um, new wave, so to speak, uh, surf music, um, which has taken that and threaded all sorts of cool um, ticky and and spy sort of sounds into it. Oh, like crime jazz kind of twist. Yeah. I mean, there's some great groups you can get hold of. It's all instrumental, um, and so to name a few, um, there would be uh, Lost Straight Jackets, is, is a great guitar instrumental band that's strongly surf-influenced, and The Killer Wayers um, would be another great group to get hold of, to listen to. And if you really want one resource to go to, and, and you just go to a, a streaming radio site um, called North, North Sea Surf Radio, which is Norwegian, Norwegian, you would like why? But anyway, yeah. it's it's ad free, it's vocal free, it's instrumental, and it's all surf music. Oh, fantastic! All time. So, so that what, we, well, put that what, on, and you listen to that for an hour, and you will know uh, what surf music is. Okay, so what was it called again? North North Sea Surf Radio. North Sea Surf Radio, fantastic stuff. All right, well, look, thank you so much for talking to us. I know you're a, you're, you're a busy man. Uh, it's let's, been my pleasure. Let's um, let, let's ride on out uh, on your your cover of surf rider shall we surf's up okay see ya thanks man bye see ya bye
retrogasmic. So once more, we come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Those of you on iTunes, please do leave us a review. It really does help us. A massive hug and a kiss to our lovely sponsor, rosemary.nz. All you surfer dudes and gals out there, if you want a shirt made to measure, uh, hop onto her website, rosemary.nz, and she will make you one to measure and send it anywhere in the world. Hello to our worldwide listeners. Uh, Last week we had listeners in China and in uh, Finland and in Norway and in Japan and in the US, apart from our normal Kiwi and Australian audience. So thank you very much for listening. And, uh, oh, yes, our next show is all about Betty Page, the pinup. And we're very, very lucky to have Tori Rodriguez, who is uh, um, her biographer and has just written a wonderful book all about Betty Page. And hopefully we'll also have Betty's nephew on the show. So that's going to be fantastic. So anyway, thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Retro.